In the name of God, Creator, Redeemer, Sanctifier. Amen. Please be seated. You brood of vipers. Wow. Who wants to be called that? Especially when we're all snugly and wassily getting ready for Christmas and all. What is John the Baptist doing? And why do we have to talk about it now? Well, John was doing some preaching, some prophetic preaching. So convenience and comfort were not big concerns for him. We'll look at the viper thing a little later. In the meantime, think about whether you are one. Prophetic preaching. John was illuminating the present and announcing the future, which is what Advent is all about and always has been. A star in the night sky and the light of the world. Jesus, a baby in a stable, and Jesus, God's child who will overcome death. Christ with us and Christ to come. Illuminating, illuminating the present and, and announcing the future. And like a good preacher, John talks about the current situation. He's got practical connections to daily life, running beside the wider story of God's grace. Remember, we're given the answers so that we can face the questions. Now, John is not an easy fellow to enjoy. You remember the older King James Version? John was clothed with camel's hair and with a girdle of skins about his loins. He did eat locusts and wild honey. I don't know about you, but the outfit doesn't sound too appealing. What do you think? I, I don't know how to wear this. And really, I think I would probably run out of honey long before I got around to the locusts. Anyway, he preached, saying, There cometh one mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. Well, I, in the Bible days, they didn't wear shoes like they did in King James, let alone shoes with latchets. So that's why we're now admitting that they were sandals. But here's the exciting part. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, and with fire. Now we understand from the girdle of a skin and the locust that John is a wild man. His words must be important because his social skills certainly are not. And we can understand from the latchets or the sandals that John considers himself much less important than the one he's announcing. But what about the vipers and the cutting axe and the fire and the winnowing fork? And what does this have to do with the current situation, our current situation? We'll come back to the vipers later. I'm sure you want some more time to consider whether you are one. But the pruning axe and the holy fire, the winnowing fork, that sounds rough enough, really. Over the years, over the centuries, these words have been used to scare the H-E double hell out of people. Literally. But the words just wound up confusing the heck out of people instead, really. Woe be unto who? Non-Christians? Lapsed Christians? Sinners? Imperfect Christians? Christians who struggle to balance their checkbooks or their budgets? Right. No. John, the prophetic preacher, is talking about what God wants to do for us, not to us. John's talking, okay, he's shouting, 
to an agricultural audience in agricultural images. If you've ever grown apple trees, you know you have to prune, sometimes radically, to keep the trees productive. But the goal is apples, not cordwood. If you've ever burned off a hayfield, you know it's a dicey business, but it sure helps next year's crop come in. If you've ever tried to eat a grain of wheat, you know there's a husk to get rid of before you can grind any flour. And the purpose of the winnowing fork, tossing wheat into the breeze over the threshing floor, the purpose is bread, not chaff. These are not threats. These are vivid, unconfusable images of support. God will insist on helping you. Don't even try to avoid it. Helping you bear fruit and refresh your fields, make your bread. God will help us prune ourselves, burn off our deadness, cast our chaff to the wind. All we have to do is cooperate. Far from being a threat, this is good news. So what do I have to do? Where do I sign? What do we have to do, say, the crowds? That means all the people. What do I have to do, say, even the tax collectors and the soldiers who work for the oppressing Romans? This story describes not just good people, but all kinds of people, even people who give us trouble asking to be let in on this secret. Everybody wants to, and anybody can, get in on this. So I indeed have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost. John's baptism makes me declare, I want to bear fruit, I want to raise food, make bread. But this other baptism, the Holy Spirit, will help me with power to do it. Consider John's baptism to be a warming fire. It's encouraging us from outside ourselves, from John, the heat lamp, so to speak. It results in our declaration, I want to try to live well. But this new baptism, this warms us from within, with the conviction, or convection if you must, that we really can do it. It's microwave theology, that's what it is. Heating us up from the inside out. And of course there are serious consequences to this kind of baptism. Cooperating with all that power means sharing and fairness and justice and risk. As the psalmist says, make justice your sacrifice and trust in the Lord. Do the right thing and let go of the consequences. How can someone tell that I'm a Christian? Is it by the words I say or the look on my face or is it by the deep heating that empowers me to love mercy and walk humbly once in a while? So, are we vipers? Well, that one we each decide for ourselves. It ebbs and it flows. Some days we're squirming around with our cousins under a big flat rock of God's good grace. Somebody takes that rock to go build something and moves it and we scurry for cover. Some days we slither out, start biting. And our bite can kill dreams, relationships, communities, even lives before we're stopped. But some days, the rest of the time, we mind our business, having families, 
basking on top of the rock when it's warm and trying to take care of the rat problems in our own houses. If we'd only cooperate, God is dying to help us with this. He'll be here in a week or two. She's here now. <laughs>